to another edition of Bassin Interaction. I'm your host, sports reporter Stephen Bassin from CentralJersey.com. I hope all is well. I hope everyone is safe and enjoying this sort of nice weather. I mean, I know it's been kind of rainy, but uh, it broke into the 50s. I'm filming it today, Saturday. So um, we kind of got some nice weather here in the afternoon. And uh, next week, Looks very nice at the end of the week. Uh, my weather app it says mid fifties, so uh, spring is almost here. I mean, we start March on Monday, which which is when this podcast will come out. So um, yeah, I mean, we're almost. It's it's crazy. We it's almost been a year since this whole shutdown happened because of COVID, and uh, you know it's crazy how life has gone on, and where it's almost been a year. It, it's just crazy. But um, you know, I hope everybody is doing the best to push through and are keeping safe and. Doing well, and I hope this podcast can give you a little break from any stress or anything going on, you know, from my talk on my opinions on what's going on in the uh, high school sporting world here in Central Jersey and other little quirks, notes I always throw out there. But, um, yeah, I hope all is well, and, yeah, let's just get into it. This episode of this podcast is going to mostly talk about the short conference pod tournaments they're doing uh, for this final week in boys and girls basketball action. So I'll give you my thoughts on each side of it and um, who I think could do really well in their pods. Um, also, this episode will include a special interview with uh, Keyport High School's new 1,000-point scorer, uh, DJ Thompson, um, who's having a, cr- a great junior year. Um, he's averaging 20.6 points a game. For keyboards on a five-game winning streak, they're eight and two on the year. And if this was a regular year, you're talking about a team that's probably one of the best in Group One. Going to be ranked pretty high, but um, you know they're going to settle. They're going to be in uh, the Group C pod, pod C, excuse me, of the boys' round. They got Middletown North to start things off, so their goal will be to try to make some noise in that pod. But um, I'm very happy that DJ came on and talked about his goals and what he's hoping to accomplish, and you know about his family. I mean. You know, you talk about that family. I mean, his three older brothers all play college basketball, uh, football, excuse me. Um, his brother Alex scored over 1,300 points, and that's his goal to break that re- break his record, um, DJ. So, um, yeah, it was really fun to talk to him, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy um, listening to him as well. So um, we'll also talk about on the boys' side what's going on in the GMC, the Greater Middlesex Conference. Uh, teams like um, North Brunswick upsetting um, St. Joseph Metuchen in overtime on Saturday. Big win for the Raiders. And then, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas continues to roll. South Brunswick's having a great year still. So uh, I'll touch notes on that with my, my top 10. So, uh, yeah, be be looking out for that. But we'll start off with the girls' side of things in the short conference in their pods. And we'll start in pod C, which consists of Colts Neck, Middletown North, Trinity Hall, Jackson Liberty, Shore Regional, Matawan, Rainey, and Lacey. Um, you know, my thoughts on this pod is is that, you know, I really like how Colts X playing. They're, they have eight wins. They're on a roll right now. Um, three or four game winning streak, I believe. They're really playing really well. The Cougars have been playing excellent the second half of the year. Um, so I, I expect them to go deep. And I actually believe they can make it to the finals of this pod. Um, Middletown North. It has a tough one to start things off. I know they've beaten Rainey before, but Rainey has played a really tough pod with St. Rose and Manisquan. I think they're going to give Milltown North a run for their money. Um, but, you know, another team I really like in pod C is Jackson Liberty. I mean, Jackson Liberty's playing really well right now. They're, they got seven wins, and 
you know, Mark Harney is a star. Right now, as I look at the way this unfolds, in my opinion, I I got Colts Neck versus Jackson Liberty in the final right now, and um, it's it. And you think about it, Jackson beat Colts Neck, handed them one of you know their few losses in the second half of this quick season um, just a couple of weeks ago. So I mean, and Carney hit 18 points in that game. So um, it's interesting because I, I like Colts Neck, but you know Jackson Liberty's playing well too, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game, and that's the final. You know, it really is. But um, we'll see how things turn out. Uh, I think Milltown North can do some damage as well. They're a very good defensive team. I know they're not going to have their head coach, but I think they can still make some noise. So that's the thing. But Rainey's going to be a tough one for them to start things off. Um, Shore Regional is going to be a tough one for Jackson as well to start it off. So we'll see how things work out there. But that's what I got. I got Colts Neck, Jackson Liberty in the final there. And uh, we'll see if um, Colts Neck can get revenge and get a victory over Liberty, or we'll see if Liberty goes 2-0 against Colts Neck. And that would be a big win for Jackson Liberty. I mean, they got their first – playoff wins last year in the program's history. And if they can win this pod, that really shows how far that program has gone. You know, Coach Heron's done a great job these last two years for uh, that team. And, you know, Mara Carney, like I, you know, like I said, a really big star. She's going to play um, for Adelphi University, you know, next year. And um, so really he's made Jackson Liberty a great program. And you talk about Jackson, I mean, now they got two great programs there with Memorial and Liberty adding more sports to that dynamic town of how good they are so um yeah so that's that's pod c in my opinions there as we go to pod b is very interesting one um you got Don catholic Howell, homedale neptune toms river north central regional Friel township toms river east um donville only has got one loss on the year i mean they've been playing really well um you know right on the cusp of making that, you know, top pod, that pod A. They went 9-1 and one and everything else. So, um, I mean, they've done a really good job. And I, I expect them to make a nice statement here in this pod. Um, I think an interesting game to start things off in the pod is Howell versus Friel Township. Because, you know, Howell has been great. They're 9-3. Uh, they got a nice win over Jackson Memorial after Jackson Memorial got that big upset against Manchester. Um, they're they're playing well, but you know, remember Friel Township beat them the first time. Now Howe came back and beat them, but that's going to be a really good game. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Patriots upset Howe and making in that second week. So that that'll be interesting too. Um, you know, the Tom's River schools. I mean, Tom's River North has eight wins. So does East. So. I think Catholic, I think they'll beat East, but I wouldn't be surprised if North upsets Neptune and makes it to the next round. Uh, I got Homedale beating Central Regional, and, and I like Homedale. I, I really do. I think they've shown some moxie this year in some of the games they have played. And, you know, I, I truly believe, I mean, you look at their pod, I know most of them ended up being in that pod C, you know, Milltown North and Colts tonight, but uh, they took it to those teams. And you look at their losses, the one loss as tough as the Matawan lost, I look at. The other ones you, you can't really say anything about. They, they're they facing the best team in the state, Indiana, who proved that Friday night against them, Trenton Catholic Academy, which is a, which is a great game, and St. Rose, which is another really great team. So I think Homedale, if they can – 
play. I mean, they they played decent defense. They kept games close, especially with Vianney. That second game going into the second half, I know Vianney blew them out in the second half. But if they can keep, if they played well in that first half, they can build some momentum and win these games. I, I really think Colmdell with Olivia Palmer and Ryan Taylor and Lindsey Cannon, those veteran presence, I expect them to make it to the finals of this bracket. I really do. And I have them versus Donovan Catholic. That's my prediction. And they could upset Donovan. I mean, but Donovan, I don't know. Donovan's having a really good year. This will be very interesting for Donovan because they kind of get chipped out of that pot A. They can make some noise here in pot B and show that they could have been maybe in there. But, uh, yeah, that's my thing. I mean, I can see the Patriots upsetting Homedale. I mean, how, excuse me, the Patriots upsetting how in the first round. I can also see uh, Times River North beating Neptune. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there in Pod B. But that's the final I got there. Um, and then we go to the big one, Pod A, which, you know, unfortunately, it's interesting. You look at some of these pods, you know, Milltown South, unfortunately, has to shut down. They probably would have been Pod B or C. You know, they get that huge win against Marlboro. Really dominated Marlboro. 47-37 held, you know, rep. Reapy in check and did a great job. Slush during the first half played excellent defense. Um, you know, Renee Wells played very well in that game. You know, short career high 16 points, I remember. So, um, you know, from covering the game. So, uh, it's sad for them not making it. And it's sad for Marlboro, who's eight and one, having this great year. They knock off Saddle River, <sighs> day school, just having a great year. And, and you think they're making it to pot A. You really think they are going to be in it, and unfortunately, they get knocked out. But um, you look at Pod A and who's in it. I mean, we all, you know, I don't have to talk about how Kiviani is, but um, you know, you look at it. You know, RBC, St. Rose, Manasquan, Rumson, Manchester, Red Bank Regional gets in there, and Jackson Memorial gets in there with that big win against Manchester. You know, after the shutdown, so um, it's going to be interesting to see um how things go. Um, Red Bank Regional is playing very well to end the season. I've been very, very impressed with what Coach Truon has done. Congrats to Chloe Tier for breaking a thousand points this last week. You know, she and um, Amelia Madola have been two stars. Caitlin Decker, you add her to the mix that has helped this program. Red Rain usually become a top one. They were the number one seed last year. They got upset by Jackson Liberty in the in the in the quarterfinal, but they've done a really good job in their eight and three on the year. Um, and they've really come on strong here. Um on a nice little win streak coming in, but they got fixed Red Bank Catholic to start things off. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, they're on a four-game winning streak. I think they give RBC a game. I really do, but I think RBC will handle business there. Um, you know, besides their game against, you know, besides the game against St. John Vianney, they, they've been playing great. I mean, they're 7-1. and one. They've controlled the action all other games. They took it to Manchester. They beat um, Rumson by over 20 points the second game, and they swept Rumson, who's a good team. So <laughs> it's tough for, for regional coming in. They, they got to face, you know, for RBC to start things off. But, yeah, I have RBC and, of course, Vianney moving on. You know, sorry, Jackson, even though, you know, Rachel Koopa's having a great year. Um, scored 37 points against Manchester. Um, unfortunately, they're facing Deanny in the first round. Um, the other games are the interesting ones, St. Rose and Manchester. 
and then Manisquan and Rumson. Um, you know, Manisquan and Rumson rematch, of course, of the sectional final in Group 2 Central Jersey. You know, Manisquan has taken care of business. They've dominated and, and, and played well all year. And they had <laughs> Rumson's number, um, to say the least. Um, but I would not be surprised if Rumson could pull off the upset there. If if they can continue to play great defense with Mont, I with Mont, with with Altman, Barron, all these players, um, Corsino, they can really score it and they can play good defense and they're very deep. So I think they can give a team like Manasquan some trouble. But Manasquan's just been rolling. Ever since they lost to St. Rose, which they split, they beat him the first time. They've been rolling. They haven't lost since. They've won nine straight. So, you know, it's tough. I mean, they, you know, in those wins, you know, they swept Manchester pretty easily too this year when you're looking at these games. It's the the way Rumson needs to win this game, they got to keep it a low-scoring game. If they can keep it a low-scoring game, they have a shot, but – Right now, I got Manswan winning that game, but that, that's going to be a good game, I think. I think that game and in St. Rose, Manchester will be a good game. If you have Destiny Adams on the floor, you always have a chance to win. Even though they're not as deep as St. Rose, Manchester, they have a shot. I would put St. Rose in the mix of winning that game, but that's going to be a good game. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what I'm spewing because the team that will win pod A is St. John Vianney because they're St. John Vianney. They are totally deep. They have the best player, I think, in the state. Um, you know, junior in the state. Let's say that they're the best junior in the state in Madison St. Rose. I think she's playing the best right now, especially from her performance against you know Trenton Catholic last night, especially in the first half. She's having a great year, and I think just you look at St. John Vianney, they're so deep, they're on a mission. You know, last year they didn't get a chance to play in that tournament of champions. They they finally beat St. Rose, they get the monkey off their back, they beat Manchester too in the short conference final. So, um, you know, for them, they got the normal ranking, and they've proven it all year. They beat Trent Catholic. I, I think the only thing stopping them is hopefully, knock on wood, they don't have us COVID shut down. So um, I, I see them winning it all. I think, you know, if they play Red Bank, if they play St. Rose or Manisquan in the final, they're going to win that game either way, and um, the Lancers are going to take home Pot A's championship and finish with a perfect record on the year and be the number one team. So that's my prediction. They'll probably be ranked number one going into next year. So uh, that's my thoughts on the short conference pods. Um, and, yeah, you know, that's that's what I got. Um, I got St. John Vianney winning the pod A and then pod, you know, B. I got Donovan and Holmdel in the final, pod C, Jackson, Liberty, Coltsack. We'll see if that's the case. We'll see if there's any upsets. I mean, crazy things have happened here with this COVID season, but hopefully it's a safe one. None of these teams, all teams here, don't have any shutdowns. Everybody can play. Everybody gets this weekend and has some fun and um, just enjoys it because, you know, that's what we need to do during these tough times is enjoy the opportunities and take advantage of it, and hopefully these teams do. Um, my thoughts also go out to um, Milltown South and Marlboro. You know, I covered two teams um, last Wednesday in a good game. That rivalry is crazy. I mean, I still remember two years ago that sectional final that went, you know, that was, it was, it was a crazy one going overtime and Milltown South coming back and win that game. But, um, you know, my thoughts go out to them. I know, you know, this is the second one for Middletown South and them just fighting back to try to play. So I'm, 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 my heart goes out to all both those teams. 
and the other teams that have been unfortunately shut down because of the uh, COVID situation. So um, you know, we'll see what happens there, but it should be fun. Should be a fun little, you know, postseason pod to watch and, you know, we'll see how teams do. So um, that's my feeling on the pods A, B, and C in the short conference. And um, hopefully we have a good week there. So um, keep it locked in. Um, coming up right now is my interview with DJ Thompson from Keyport. Um, again, congrats to him on scoring a thousand points. And I want to thank him again for coming on the podcast. Here he is, Keyport's own DJ Thompson. <laughs> me here on the Bass Interaction podcast. Uh, must be a crazy week for you. Um, Monday, you scored your thousand point. Um, your team's rolling right now. You guys are on a five game winning streak. You finish out the regular season play at eight and two. I mean, how's it feel at the end of the day? Have you had time to like think about it? I mean, we've just been going game to game. I'm not like too much focus on the thousand. I want to get that. Uh, I want to win that pod C. We, we have a lot of success as a team, and I want to carry it over to some bigger teams. Um, you mentioned that you're facing bigger teams. You got Middletown North to start things off, and you're in a pod with uh, Vianney, Madawan, Coltsneck, Donovan Catholic, Jackson Liberty. Um, so some good programs that have had histories. Um, how excited are you guys to get involved against those teams? I mean, we've we've been itching to get those big games. You know, we we play teams like Keensburg, Henry Hudson. They don't have the respect level that the Annie and Donovan Catholic do. So if we can pull out a big win, that'll be awesome. Um, for yourself, um, I mean, I know your brothers left a big legacy. I was talking to Coach Reco about that. Um, the fact that you've been able to add to that, you know, I know you still got another season and more to do. But how does it feel to be in a thousand point score and? putting yourself in the mix for leaving a mark at Keyport. I mean, watching my older brothers there, they were, they were all-stars here. And when uh, my brother Alex scored his thousand on a dunk, I, I always thought, I was like, I'm going to score it on a dunk just like that, but I'm going to be better. That's what I always pride myself on and keep, keep grinding to be better. So how did you score your thousand point? Cause I know you came in what, 12 away. I, I came in 12 away. And I got it on a dunk. So you and your brother Alex, and, and I'm told, you want to beat Alex's record, which is a little over what, 13,000? Yeah, he's at like 1380. And I think I had a pretty good shot to come in and break it this year if we had a normal season. But I think I'll get it next year. Did you think you were going to get to break it this year because of the season? Did you think I mean, it was going to happen? If we had a season, I think I would have got it because I knew like last year I scored like 500 points. So I think I would have had a little bit better, maybe like 530. And I think I would have been pretty close to breaking it. Um, so with everything going on, did you think you would have a chance to get to a thousand this year because of the virus? Because I, I've asked this to some girls that finally got the chance and they passed it. Like it what they weren't sure. It was kind of nerve wracking. Would you get the opportunity to do it? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't too like nervous about it because I know I had the senior year and I hope that would happen. But I mean, I was still like, it was always in the back of my head that I'm only like 150 away, 150 away, but I'm just, I'm just glad I got it. What was it feeling like when you did it and you were able to, you know, kind of set it in that you did it finally? I mean, just a sigh of relief, like just, to, you know, get it over with because we waited. I didn't score the whole third quarter because I wanted to get it on the dunk. And then the first possession of the fourth quarter, I finally got it. And then we we, stopped, we were in a close game, so I knew we had to turn it up after that. Um, And you guys had a good week, too, because after that you beat – Kingsburg twice. Yeah. Um, did that make this week even more special? The fact that you guys are, have had so much success and you were able to score your thousand point. Yeah. I mean, being a rival twice, that's always a close game, whether records, uh, 
the records don't mean anything in those games. You know, it's always a tough game, even in football. Like we beat them this year once. I'm just glad to beat them twice in basketball again. Um, what's it like? You know, you had a good football season, but also, you know, I know basketball is your best sport, but you're able to be very good at two sports. And that's tough to do nowadays as people really center on one sport. How have you been able to be good on two different sports? I mean, it was it was tough, like uh, summer because AAU got pushed back really till summer, and so I had a I was going to football practice to games at night for basketball, and it was really tough. But I ended up just sticking to football through that season, uh, shine a little bit away from AAU. But my AAU program is very good; they understand completely, and so do colleges. So it was it was good. Um. A lot of the AU games were outside, right? You guys did a lot of the outside tournaments? Yeah, we played at Monroe a couple times outside, and then towards, like, fall, it started to get back inside. Um, what's – you know, was there any different playing outside? Because I know, like, for the girls, they said there was a bit of a difference with their shooting. Like, they felt like they focused more on driving to the basket. And yeah, not I mean, playing outside, shoot. we were usually playing at night. It was windy. You know, I've never had wind affect my shot before, and I'm not much of a shooter, so I know I wasn't shooting. I was just getting to the rim. Um, so thousand point score. I know the goal is to break your brother's record. What's other goals you want to set for this program and help it continue to rise? Because winning season last year and this year, you guys are in a top pod in the short conference. Yeah. I mean, I think we, if we make a statement, if I was hoping we had short conference tournament, I think we could have made a run in there and then States, we would have been the two seed. So I think we would have had great success there last year. We've got to, uh, I think it was the quarterfinal or semifinal. Uh, before the quarterfinals, we were there. We lost to Middlesex because we weren't ready. We were young. But I knew this year, if we had it, we were going to make a big run. Do you feel, and Coach said, you know, even though you guys are losing some guys, next year is another year where he expects with the state tournament that you guys have aspirations of winning some, winning one. Yeah, I think, I mean, we lose some experienced guys, but I think the next level are ready to buy in. I think we can be better than we were this year. Um. Talk about that, like buying in, because like it's tough for kids, but you're someone that shown that you've had success. And for a lot of kids, when they don't see that in a program, they kind of go in and they don't bring that same attitude. Do you see that with the younger kids? They see you having so much success that they want to follow what you're doing and whether it's your practice routines or how you're training, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of the freshmen, sophomores understanding me. They're asking me questions on like what's going on and everything. And uh my guys, like my juniors right now, have really bought in and bought into the program, and I think it's all going to pay off. Um, you know, piggyback on, I mentioned, you know, you, you, you come from a very long line family that has had much success at Keyport. I think you guys are like the Gronkowskis. I don't, I, have <laughs> anybody said that to you guys yet? I mean, yeah, I mean, we got compared to some great families. I mean, they all went to go play college football, and I think I'm going to end up playing college basketball. So I might break the streak a little bit. Where do um where do your three brothers go play um football at? Uh, oldest brother went to East Stroudsburg. Then Connor, the middle uh second oldest, went to William Patterson, and then Alex started off at Wagner and then transferred to Marshall. I gotcha. So he went D one at the end of the day from uh... yeah yeah he picked up uh, Marshall over Baylor in Tennessee. Wow. So yeah. I mean, you know. When you see your brothers had that success, has that just driven you more and more to be a college athlete and have that similar success? Yeah, I think I've had the pressure of like being the best because like I'm I have like a mix of all of them, you know. Like I'm 
athletic wise, I'm like Alex, but like playing with heart and everything, I'm like my oldest brother. Like there's always there's a mix of me and every one of them. Um what was it like watching them play growing up? Like, what was it like having those types of role models? Because not everybody has that. Yeah, I think, like, I was – even uh, with our coach now, like, he was a coach back then. I was six or seven going in there practicing with them and I was trying to joke around and understand everything because I knew, like, I, I had to be the best out of them. You would do three-point contests, he was telling me, like three-point shooting. Yeah, like, whenever, whenever, whatever drill I could get in when I was younger, I was always trying to work my way into there with them. Do you think, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it, it's going to sound cocky, but you think it, like, just showed them that, okay, this kid thinks he can be the guy, like. Yeah, they yeah. knew, they knew, they pushed me the hardest out of anyone, just like my mom and dad have. They, they know that I've, like, I had the pressure and they knew I could be the best. Um this year has been such different because no one's gone through a year with COVID and the off season training protocols and having to deal with that. How have you been able to handle those, you know, deal with those protocols and still have success in both sports? I mean, I think it all goes back into doing like in March, were you doing your push-ups? Were you going out for a run? And my brothers were on me every single day, making sure I was getting out shooting basketballs whenever, when we were in our eight day quarantine, I was outside shooting free throws whenever I could be. Um, what was that like that day quarantine? Like, how'd you, how'd you handle that? Because that's not easy for everyone to come back from. I mean, we were going back when we came back, we had four straight games. So I knew I had to go out for, it didn't matter the weather. I had to go out for a run. I had to find a basketball course somewhere to play at because we knew it was going to be tough coming back. And how did you do that? Cause it, it, you know, it's not the best weather we've had snow, a lot of freezing rain. <laughs> it, was, it was tough. A lot of shoveling, getting the, getting the court dry and everything. <laughs> Oh, well, so shoveling was the other part of the workout. Yeah, that's real back pain. And then day coming the day before the game, I slipped on ice, (laughs) messed up my back a little bit. (laughs) Well, it didn't seem like it messed you up because you guys been able to do well. So I guess what was a good luck fall. I I guess there's such a thing, but um, it's a good thing that you're healthy uh, and everything else and everything didn't bother you and all. Um, Paying back to you guys now being in the group C. you know, going against a team like Middletown North, what are you guys looking to do? How do you think you guys can make a statement against a team like them and make a run at winning this uh, pod? I think people are going to, like, underestimate a lot of us because we're group one, small school, and I think, like, they don't understand the talent that we have and how good, how capable uh, how capable we are. Um, I think I think we have a lot of talent that if we – when we're on, we're on. I think we can be – I think we have a chance to win the uh, C-Pod. It's going to be tough, but I think with the talent we have, we can. Would, would winning the C-Pod to you guys be like winning a Group 1 sectional championship or title? Yeah, I mean, that would be very similar because uh, obviously teams like Matasquan, Ranny, those are different levels of competition. But I think it would be similar to winning states or something like that. Um, you, you mentioned schools like that, you know, Rainey, um, you know, teams like SJV and um, Donovan Catholic, you know, private schools. You know, a lot of kids go there and they try to keep that tradition going, you know, you know, well-named schools. Um, you're kind of taking a different route, small public school making your name. Um, did you ever think about doing something else or did you always want to keep it here in Keyport? I mean, I definitely took into consideration transferring after my freshman year, but I realized the people I had around me and my brothers made it out of here perfectly fine. They were they ended up being successful. 
And I don't know. I, I like being the guy. And I still would have been the guy at a bigger school, but not as much, if that makes any sense. And I wanted to create the culture around here and show that I can win at a group one school. Um, You know, what's one thing you think has stood out for you playing at a small school? What do you think people have noticed? What have they told you when they've watched you play and watched the team play? I mean, I think I surprise a lot of people, honestly. Like, nobody thinks a kid from Keyport, but I think uh, playing AU with the kids, I have a couple kids from uh, Manasquan, Wall, and uh, Raritan on my team, and they, they see me, they're like, oh, you're from Keyport? Like, you don't seem like it. Cause I, but I think I want to change the culture around here. You want to change the culture. Do you think um, it's changed, though? Do you think you, it's, you think? I think there's there's some younger kids that are thinking about transferring. I think I've changed their mind watching me play, watching. There was a bunch of people at our state game last year. We won our first uh, home state playoff game in, I think, maybe 11 years. So that really showed a lot of people. Um. You know, just a couple more questions for you. Um, what's where are you got? Where are you hoping next year around this time? Where do you want to be at, and where do you want your your legacy to be at? Because I can tell you're someone that's got that like motivation mind of like there are things I'm gonna hit and I want to hit those because that's what I'm gonna leave, you know, and be that star. I guess I don't know. I think I think our team success is gonna show a lot next year. I think we're gonna be. We have a chance to be the number one team in states, and I hope you know it ends up happening with the world going on, obviously. But I think we can make like a huge run, maybe even a state title. Obviously, that's a lot, but and then making a run to short conference. My oldest brother, they made it to the uh, quarterfinals in short conference tournament as a 28 seed. They upset Brick Memorial and Donovan Catholic, and it was huge Cinderella story, and everyone knew about it. And I think I want to create like that same legacy. Do you think you can do that? You think that would be the case if you guys can do that here in the pod? Oh yeah, for sure. I think nobody nobody expects us to win. I mean, I think we did get a lot of respect and the twenty two seed overall. Um, but we we beat some good teams. Ocean we beat by I think twenty nine. Then we beat uh, Asbury by thirty, Keensburg by thirty. Making statements. So yeah, that's that's, that's that was our goal this year. Um, what what are things that people don't know about you? Um, uh, that's a tough question. I think I'm like I'm an outgoing guy. I don't think there's a lot of things that like I hide from myself. But maybe, maybe my uh, off the court drive. Like I think um I pride myself in academics a lot. I'm in all honors classes, and I think the work that like doesn't show on social media and all that. So, and all honors classes and doing it virtually probably isn't the same than being in person. Right? No, no, not That's at all. A little harder. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, like teachers can help you. It's a lot harder to. For a teacher to help you online. Uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't imagine. I tell kids this all the time. I can't imagine being your guys' shoes and having to do the hybrid and doing the virtual. Like it'd be tough for me because I'm not a great online learner. So I don't know how I would do well. So the fact that you guys are able to dedicate yourself to doing well shows how much you know academics has grown in society and for the younger generation. So I give you guys a lot of credit for what yeah, you guys have. Uh, it's really tough situation, but we just got to make the most of it. You know, you can't, can't hang back because then somebody's a step ahead of you. Right. Exactly. Um, when, so Monday was a special night. You got your a thousand point. Um, were your parents able to come to that game because now fans are able to come to the games? Yeah. My parents were able to come and my AU coach was there too. So it was a really special night for me. Um, you know, do you think that just made it even like 
you know, the fact that they were there did make it more meaningful because some players, their parents don't get to watch them play right now because of this virus and see them have success. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome for them. And then the live stream, all three of my brothers got to watch. So that was even better. Um, did you guys do any celebration with the brothers, you know, afterwards or no? Uh, they were actually up here Saturday, hoping I would get Saturday. But I, I, was, I only scored 14 points. And then they had to go back up because they had work and everything. But we're hoping to do something soon. Uh, okay. Um, now, do you know, your brother Alex, you know, you mentioned how many points he has. Um, when you break his record, um, does he have what, – what do you think he's going to be like? Is uh, he going to be one of the best? We're, we're always – we have competitions. Whenever he's home, we're playing back in the backyard to 21 every single day, and I, I can't go out on the wall. So we'll keep playing, and once I get those bragging rights, he's never going to hear the end of it. Is he going to be like, all right, let's go play in the backyard? Yeah, he's, he's going to make – he's going to beat me, and then he'll be like, well, he still can't beat me. That's what, that's what I'll say. Awesome. Awesome. Well, DJ, I want to say thank you so much for joining me here tonight. I really appreciate it. Congrats on a thousand points and the season you've had. I mean, you're averaging, I haven't even mentioned this yet. You're averaging over 20 points a game, which is in, you know, in just 10 games, which is pretty good this year with what's going on and um, just having a great year. So I hope that continues for you going forward and good luck in the uh, pod. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you again, DJ, for coming on the podcast and talking about your uh, big accomplishment of scoring a thousand points. And again, congratulations on your big feat, and good luck to you and your Keyport teammates in the uh, short conference pod tournament. As mentioned before, Keyport is the number six seed in pod C, and they'll duel with Milltown North, which is number three seed in pod C of the short conference pod tournament. And let's get started with talking about the short conference pod tournaments, the top three pods, A, B, and C. And we'll start with C, which is a bracket that anyone can win out of the eight teams that are in it. In my feeling, um, I've mentioned the three and six seed. Number one seed is Matawan. Number two seed is St. John Vianney. Milltown North, as said, is three. Then you got four Lacey, five Colts, and Keyport at six, Jackson Liberty at seven, and Donovan Catholic at eight. And it's um, any one of these teams I think can win it. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's no consistency I guess is the best word none of these teams have been that consistent this year Madawan which is six and five who had some nice wins they haven't been consistent SJB six and five um they've all had wins and losses against each other Colts Neck has beaten those two teams you know Milltown North you can put in there as well so it's a who's who of uh things here of who can get the really it's who can get on a run here who can get hot and make a run here in this last week of action so I think any one of these teams can win it um, Madawan, I see more of being upset alert in the second round. I think they'll get past on the Catholic. They've beaten them before. I, I think they can get squeaked by them, and they'll face either Lacey or Coltsnack. Coltsnack's been playing well coming on here in the second half of the season, and they started off against home, though, which doesn't help as one of the top ten teams I have in, in my rankings in Central Jersey. But um, I like Lacey. They've had some strong wins. One of them's against Manchester, which is the number one seed in Pot B, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lacey – and I think they could upset Coltsnack there in the first round. Um, SJV's got a tough one with Jackson Liberty as well because they're in that tough bracket. I mean, you know, you know, Jackson Liberty as well as faced some really good teams, Barnegat and Manchester. They they've got some solid wins against Barnegat. I definitely think Jackson is capable of blowing off the upset, but I think SJV will get the win there. 
Um, I like Keyport. I think they're a good team. But Middletown North has proven this year that they can beat some good teams. They beat an undefeated Montgomery team, which I know doesn't play in the strongest conference, but they're a good, solid team. They beat them. Um, they beat Madawan. Um, so I think they're, they, they, they've got some nice wins. Um, you know, two of their four losses are against Homedale, which is a, a very good team, like mentioned before. So I think the Lions will get the win there. But it'll be a very good game. I think all these games are going to be very good. And that's the one thing about this um, pod tournament the court, short conference has. I think every one of these games, boys and girls, every game really, for the most part, is going to be very entertaining from the first round, second round, to the championship games and the um, you know loser bracket games. I think they're all going to be very exciting and very fun to watch. So that's what I'm looking forward to um, this week. But um, if I had to say who I think is going to make it to the finals, I got Middletown North St. John Vianney. That's my feeling right now. Now you can you guys can talk about and discuss it through yourselves and make your own little opinions on it. But that's what I got. But, again, I think any one of these teams, whoever can get on a run in this bracket can make a run at winning it. So um, that's my feeling on it. We'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> we'll move on to pod B, which um, – I'm familiar with only a couple teams in there, being a Central Jersey person. Um, you know, you got Manchester Wall, who, despite their record, has faced some really tough teams, and it's still a good team. You, you can't look at that record and think, oh, they're five and seven. They're they're a good team. Um, Tommy River North is a three seed. Rumson's the five seed. I mean, the four seed, excuse me. Modern Day Prep is the five seed. Barney gets the six seed. They got nine wins. Central Regional is having a nice year. They're the seventeen. And you got a Howell team who went 7-4 this year. Um, both Hal and the, their boys and girls basketball programs this year had excellent seasons. I definitely think both of them came under the radar and played very well. Um, so I, I like them. Um, I think the problem is Hal runs into a good Manchester team, so I don't think they can get on a run, but they could. Again, it's, you know, this bracket, again, similar to Pod C, I think anybody that can get on a run can make some noise. Um, I think modern day will have the advantage against Rumson Fairhaven. They've lost to only teams that are like, they've only lost to private school teams that are very good. You know, um, Olympus Prep, um, Don, um, Don Bosco, the Patrick School. I mean, those are the teams that modern day prep has lost to. So they haven't lost any bad teams. They've been very good teams. I think they will get the upset over Rumson, who has been on a roll. They got four wins. They got, you know, so. They could do some damage, but I, I I like modern day in that one. Again, whoever can make a run at this, I think could. I think Wall is more battle tested than any of these teams because they play in the toughest bracket, having up to go against Neptune and Manasquan and Rainey. So we'll see what happens. But that should be a fun one to watch and everything else. And then we segue to our last or the top pod, the biggest pod of them all, pod A in the short conference, where you got the two top teams undefeated in the short conference of the you know there's three teams that are undefeated in the short conference and uh, the top two right now are Manasquan and Rainey. Manasquan's the one seed, Rainey's number two seed. Rainey gets the get in the tournament. They had some testing issues last week but they got them figured out and they're going to be playing in it so that's great for them and they're the top two seeds. Unlike the other two pods I think these two teams are going to be in the final two. I think it's going to be Manasquan, Rainey, the winners of the last two short conference championships going at it for this year's short conference championships, quote unquote, if you want to say that. So that's my feeling, but um, you're going to have some pretty good games here. Um, you know, you got Marlboro, the three seed, CBA, the four seed, Red Bank, um, Catholic, the five seed, Homedale, 
60, something to seven seed, Neptune the eight seed. Um, Marlboro has been coming on strong here. You know, they really have responded. They get this huge blowout win over CBA after CBA got a, you know, boop, you know, beat them pretty bad, you know, the week before they get a nice win on the road. They dominated Neptune. They've been playing very well. And they face a Homedale team that, that just um, suffered their first loss. They, you know, they lose the Red Bank Catholic this weekend. So, um, it's going to be very interesting to watch there. I think Homedale can definitely keep it close there against Marlboro, but I think Marlboro's got too much follow power. They'll make it. Um, CBA versus RBC. RBC hasn't lost this year. They're very good. They've proven themselves against those that they face. Yes, they don't play in the strongest pod, but, um, you know, I think they'll get the win over CBA. I mean, this is, this is a new rivalry. They've been playing these games the last couple of years. I covered last year's game in our, at Red Bank. Red Bank won that game. I mean, I think CBA is a good team. They're, they're they're deep. They got a lot of senior leadership there with with um with Mike White and and everything else. But um, Moran as well down low has been playing very well for them. So I, I definitely think watch you know that will be a good game. But I got RBC up upsetting there. But um, at the end of the day, like I said, I think it's gonna be Manusquan Rainey in the finals. Those will battle it out. Who will be the quote unquote short conference champion? So um, that's my feeling on the. Uh, Shore Conference pods A, B, and C should be a fun week of action for both the boys and the girls in this you know cool setup that the Shore Conference did. And as like you, I am excited to watch it, whether it's on the computer or being live. So it should be fun to watch. So uh, that's my feelings on the pod championships for the boys' side of things in the Shore Conference. <laughs> And we'll finish up this edition of Bass Interaction with my top 10 boys basketball rankings in Central Jersey. Um, I know it's, you know, we just got one week left, but um, like I said in my other podcasts, it's fun to cover these teams, give them a little normalcy, and rank the teams that have been doing very well this year um, and handling this virus and doing the best they can to stay healthy on the field, doing the best they can to play and keep healthy, like I mentioned, and all that good stuff. So uh, here is my top 10 Central Jersey boys basketball rankings. And the top team does not change. It's rainy. They're 7-0. They're undefeated. They haven't lost yet. Um, they're, they, they're, they have the little COVID testing issue, which was maybe the only thing that can knock them out. But they've been able to get cleared up there. And uh, they're all good to go. The number two seed in pod A in the short conference pod tournament. But I expect... Rainey, like I mentioned before, to be in the finals against Manisquan, and they're my top team. Um, Isaac Hester is having a very good season for Rainey. You know, Elijah Perkins has been very good for them as well. Those are some really good young players that are going to keep Rainey rolling. So I got them at number one in my top um, ten. Number two this week is St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, I know they're seven and four, but they have dominated the GMC. Any team they have faced in the GMC in their conference play, they have beaten. Their only losses this year have been to Life Center, Trenton Catholic, Montclair Immaculata, and the Patrick School. All those teams are good teams. So the teams they've had to play for here, they've beaten. They got a big win over Hudson Catholic on Saturday. Really good. You know, Coach Circle has a very good, solid group again there, and they're playing very well. Um, Jeffries is having an outstanding season for them, um, his senior season, but he's not the only one. I mean, like I mentioned before, they, you know, Jaquan Harris may be one of the brightest young stars in basketball. 
in New Jersey. He's a junior. He's going to be a Division One guy. Watch out for him. He's having a good year. Kyrie Henry, who had a big game in the Greater Middlesex Conference tournament last year. He's having a nice season for the Trojans. So they're number two on my list. Number three this week is St. Joseph's Metuchen, 9-3, and they're coming off a tough overtime loss to North Brunswick, which was their only loss in conference. Any other loss they've had have been out of conference against the top teams out there in Roselle Catholic and St. Benedict's. So uh, this was their first one. You know, North Brunswick's not a bad team. They got some good young players there and got, you know, some good teams there and um, and Fitzpatrick and everything else. But, um, you know, we'll see how they respond. They face New Brunswick to start the week off. But um, they drop a spot for me in their only conference loss, and that's why they're number three on the list. But still, the Falcons are a good team. It'll be interesting to see how they respond and, and everything else um, this year and everything else. Cody Robinson having a tremendous year for them, as is Elijah Barlow. Those senior players having outstanding seasons for the Falcons or number three on my top ten. Number four, undefeated Red Bank Catholic. I didn't have them in last week. You can talk about it how you want. I want to see how they did coming back from the COVID thing, and they've been killing it. Big win against Homedale. They've proven themselves in these weeks. They, they're a very good team. Um, they've beaten every team that's come their way. Yes, they haven't faced the tougher teams, but – Rumson Fairhaven's no joke. Wall's no joke. Homedale's no joke. And those are their last victories. They beat Rumson twice. They beat Wall. And then they beat Homedale. They're rolling right now. They haven't been beaten. I think they can upset CBA next, uh, in the first round of the Pot A tournament. They're rolling right now. They're 8-0. You know, the Casey's, both in girls and boys basketball, can make it to the finals. And I wouldn't be surprised. Alec Ballman having a great season all the way around, becoming a force down low and as a big-time score for the Casey's. So, um, you know, I got them at number four. Um, rounding out the top five this week will be Marlboro, 7-3. And, and like I mentioned before, Marlboro's just been playing really well. Since that loss to CBA, that blowout, they have been just killing it. And I mean killing it on um, the Mustangs. It, they're, they're, you know, their goal from the start was to make some noise and play well and show that they're one of the top teams after some of their, you know, not being able to get over the hump the last couple of years. Um, I don't know if they'll make it through this pod, but they're definitely going to show how good of a team they are, and they have been showing it with the way they've been playing, and I think they'll show that as well in the pod against some of these top teams. They're coming off a huge win against Neptune, 30-point game against them, who's a good team. They're on a roll. They've won five straight. Um, they got a nice matchup against home, though, to start things off, which will be a good game, but I think they'll get past them. But I got the uh, Mustangs at number five on my, my list. Um, have another stellar season. Jack Seidler, one of the best young players down low. Again, like I mentioned, he's only a junior. He's already got over 200 points. You know, really great low post player. Can do it all, can shoot well as well. Really has evolved his game um, over the course of this year. So the Mustangs are at number five on my list. Number six is South Brunswick, the former or defending Central Jersey Group 4 champion. They'll still be the defending ones next year. Um, they got 10 wins. Again, continuing the trend of winning. They've been dominant at home. They haven't lost this year, 6-0. And, uh, you know, it's another great year down in South Brunswick after winning the Central Championship last year. Uh, Tyrell Merchantson's having a good senior year. Christian Mandrum is as well, leading the way in scoring for them. But um, 
They just got some nice pieces that have continued to fill in and do well. Andrew Tesser stepping up, having some big moments. 26 three-pointers leads the team, um, as well as Yathin Vermula, who can do it all, runs the point, can score, can rebound, can dish the assist, also makes key layups at the end to help you win a championship. <laughs> so um, they're at number six, the Vikings, on my on my top ten at 10-2, and two, and uh, we'll see how they do to finish off the season this week. Um at number seven, I got CBA. The Colts started out strong, were playing very well. They got the win over Marlboro, and they've shown off their strength and their strong play over the course of this season. But, you know, I, I you know, lately they haven't faced the top teams, and it'll be interesting to see how they do. They've lost Serrani. They've lost to Marlboro. They beat Marlboro big the first time. Second time they lost to them. They also have a loss to Hunt, which is a private school. Um, maybe seven's a little low for CBA. They could be higher, and they could prove themselves by beating RBC, which I wouldn't be surprised if it happened either. You know, I do have RBC winning it. That would be a great game, really good game. But um, CBA at number seven, you know, Coach Blitt has Billet's got them playing well again. This is a very good senior-laden group with um, Colin Farrell and, um, and and Mike White um, leading the way there. Dane Moran's having a nice season down low. Uh, for the Colts as well. So uh, they're at number seven on my list, CBA. Number eight is Homedale, who suffered their first loss this weekend against RBC. Besides that, the Hornets have been rolling. Yes, they don't play in the toughest pod, but they whoever they face, they beat, and they were rolling. <coughs> Only blip is against uh, <coughs> RBC. But, um, you know, Alex Baker's having a great – year for the Hornets. Ryan Bradley is as well. So they stand at number eight on my list. At number nine, Montgomery 10-2, one of the top teams in the Skyland Conference. They've got some blips here and there, but they've been playing well. And the Cougars are at number nine on my list. And at number 10, East Brunswick, a good young basketball team. Watch out for them next year, the Bears. I definitely think they're going to be a pretty good team. They're at eight and three. And you got to like how they've been playing. Um, they beat North Brunswick, who upset St. Joseph Metuchen. They almost upset St. Joseph Metuchen. They beat South Brunswick. Um, you know, yes, some of their losses have been the great teams. They lost to J.P. Stevens by one point. Um, Monroe's not a bad team, and they lost to them as well. But the Bears have been playing well. They're on a four-game winning streak, um, having a very nice season with a very good young group of players that they've had, led by Jalen Picardo, who's – who's the second leading scorer. He's got 104 points. You know, Devin Kennedy is a great player as well. They're down low. He leads the team in scoring, but they got a lot of good young players coming back next year. Justin Black's a fine player. Um, you know, him and Perk Picciardo, I, I, you know, you definitely are going to have some very key guys coming up next year that are going to be helping, you know, East Brunswick continue to push forward and have a great season. So uh, that's my top 10 this week. Um, if you have any thoughts, let me know, you know, when, when I post the podcast, you can, you know, write any replies or let me know what you think of that, but that's where I think we stand. So that's my top 10. I want to thank you guys again for listening to me this week on the Bass Interaction Podcast. It's been fun talking to you guys and for 2A sports, you know, this is the last week for hockey, last week for boys and girls basketball. So for all those teams, I hope you stay safe. You get to have fun. You enjoy this last week. Um, you know, the weather's going to get better here in March. It's going to get a little warmer here the first week. So 
you know, hopefully it's a good sign for things to turn around. Hopefully swimming and track and field athletes are having fun and wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics start this week. The mats are coming down as a lot of coaches are talking about on Twitter. So good luck to the wrestlers starting off. The volleyball players getting the nets up and playing and the uh, gymnastics teams as well. It should be a fun week. Sports are coming back around. Things are changing here in Jersey. We're, we're battling through the pandemic. Things are getting better and better. It takes day by day, but um, good things are to come. And, hey, we're just a month away from April starting and spring sports starting. Usually baseball teams are already doing spring training baseball games, which are fun. So, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for this final week and excited for the other sports to start ramping up as well. So, again, thank you all for uh, listening to me. Remember to follow me at sbass underscore sports, the sbass underscore sports, bass and spell B-A-S-S. I am for all live updates, stories, you name it. I will have you uploaded here on Twitter and go to centraljersey.com for news and sports notes on everything going on in Central Jersey. Um, I'll be having a little story coming up in the next couple of days on uh, Frank Malta, the uh, former Jackson Memorial uh, baseball coach, the legendary coach who's helped you know Jackson become a powerhouse here in the state. Um, he's going to be the new AD at East Brunswick. I got a nice little feature there for him to look out for this week. Um, check out some other stories I have cooking as well that I've mentioned um, in the back from games I've covered. Milltown South, unfortunately, they had the shutdown, but they got that big upset win over Marlboro. My story on Marlboro's. Shut down. They're a great year, 8-1, even though it ends, unfortunately, with the shutdown. Mama the Regionals, bright young future. And like I said, look out for some more cool stories on, like, Frank Malta. Um, I will also have a little story soon on the Keyport boys basketball team success and DJ Thompson becoming a 1,000-point scorer. So uh, all that good stuff's coming up as all along with all great coverage of this final week of sports action here in 2A with hockey and boys and girls basketball should be a fun week. I can't wait to share it with you and watch it and see the athletes on the court or on the ice doing their things. So it should be a fun week. I hope you guys had a great weekend and I hope you guys have a good week. This is Steven Bassin from Bassin Interaction. Hope you guys had a great weekend, like I've mentioned before, and have a great week.